Welcome to season three of Mindful Habits. I'm your host, Ron Berrigan, and our mental well-being has really taken a beating over the last few years, and we're feeling more stressed, anxious, and socially isolated than ever. So this theme for season three is all about the anxious to awesome journey. And in this season of the Mindful Habits podcast, I'm going to equip you with all the uh, mindful tools that you need to rise above the stress, anxiety, and worry, and enable you to take back control of your life one mindful habit at a time. So in the past few episodes, I've been giving an overview of the anxious to awesome formula. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, make sure to go back and listen. Because in this episode, we're going to be talking about the first part of the formula, and that is energize. But let's begin by taking a mindfulness moment. As you shift your attention from whatever you're doing prior to this, I'd like to invite you to begin breathing it in and out through your nose. So a slow breath in. And a calming breath out. And settle into this gift of this moment of calm as you follow your breath in. And out. Relax your shoulders and clench your jaw. And a slow breath in. And a calming breath out. And I'd like you to release whatever stress that you might be holding. And finally, let's tune into our hearts and take a moment to be grateful during these challenging times and become fully present. Welcome back. So in this episode of the Mindful Habits podcast, we're going to be talking about Energize. But before we jump in, uh, there's a corresponding workbook that accompanies this whole season. So inside this PDF, you'll find a copy of the 30-day habit plan, uh, as well as habit design worksheets and other templates. Uh, to download and get your free copy of this workbook. And to join me on the Anxious to Awesome journey, head over to 30dayhabitplan.com. So that's 30-D-A-Y-H-A-B-I-T-P-L-A-N.com. So we've been covering here over the last few episodes of the Anxious to Awesome formula. So do you remember what the formula was? So it's awesome is equal to, in brackets, energy times focus times value, close brackets, to the power of our habits. And uh, last episode, we talked about choosing awesome. I mean, this is where we, you know, that mindful habit of flipping the switch, where we consciously choose to shift from victim to hero, right? So we we flip that switch. We commit to showing up uh, as our best selves each and every day. And in today's episode, we're going to be covering the first part of the formula, which is energy. Uh, And we're going to look at four quick ways to reduce anxiety and increase awesome. And uh, the mindful takeaway or the mindful habit this week will be my three-step formula to move from anxious to awesome. So let's jump in. I pretty much ignored energy, uh, that part of the anxious awesome formula for the majority of my life. I've struggled with asthma, allergies, and other major health issues. And these really played a factor in my overall physical health, which was in, which in turn impacted my mental health, but I didn't realize it at the time. Because uh, so, initially I focused on the, you know, the second element of the formula, which is you know, the focus, right? Where you know, I, like most professionals, I focused primarily on my goals and my productivity and optimizing and things like that. 
But because I ignored my health, my illnesses got worse. And it really reminds me of the saying that uh, uh, I wish I was listening to a little earlier, but it's, but if you don't make time for wellness, you'll be forced to make time for your illnesses. And this is so true. Um, because as we know with the formula, right, if your energy is low, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how high your focus or your value or, you know, or how your, 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 the results that you're getting, you, you, if you don't have enough energy, you can't focus it and it'll impact what you're able to do. And that's why the, the formula is, uh, works the way it does. And it wasn't until I got serious about addressing each area, you know, installing the required habits that my anxiety levels truly dropped and my level of performance just took it to the next level. Now, there are four main areas that we want to address when it comes to your energy, and these are eating, moving, sleeping, and breathing. Now, I'm going to go deeper into each of these and, you know, probably dedicate each one, an episode or a podcast episode uh, for each one of these, but we're going to kind of quickly take a look at each one as they relate to energy. So the first one, eating. The biggest mindless habit that we all have in, uh, in the area of eating is our addiction to sugar. Uh, Kate Hefferon's uh, textbook on positive psychology and the body. Here's a couple quotes here. Uh, sugar has been a component within Western diets since the 16th century. While 500 years ago, you know, the average human would be lucky to come across sugar, and it is estimated that today that the average Westerner consumes three pounds, three pounds of sugar a week. Overall, our sugar consumption per year has risen from about five pounds per person for a full year, uh, and that was like back in the, the 1700s, to 152 pounds per person in the year 2000. So recent research has found evidence that sugar, while, uh, while not only bad for our waistlines, can have um, major impact on our brain. Like sugar has been found to shrink areas responsible for important functions such as memory, mood regulation, uh, uh, and basically uh, um, wearing on our hippocampus. Research conducted, uh, you know, across national study, you know, through Korea, U.S., France, Germany, Canada, New Zealand, uh, New Zealand, on the relationship between sugar consumption and incidence of major depression. They found there was a highly significant correlation between sugar consumption and the annual rate of depression. Now, while this study has some major limitations because it's kind of a study of studies, it, it highlights the importance of reassessing. Uh, the manufacturing of processed foods and the role of sugar within our diets. So the bottom line on from an eating perspective, if you want that one leverage from an eating perspective that's going to make the, the most impact with your life is eliminate sugar. The majority of that is coming via what we drink. Now there's the obvious stop drinking pop, but there's not so, the not so obvious fruit drinks. Um, these are being promoted as healthy, but they contain just as much, if not more sugar than pop. So if we want to reduce anxiety and improve our overall sense of well-being, stop drinking your sugar and shift to drinking water. So that's your number one uh, eating habit. Now let's take a look at movement. Uh, exercise has been, has been found to be as effective as taking medication for anxiety and depression, along with increasing happiness and self-esteem, right? In the How of Happiness, uh, 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 Sonia, the author, walks us through a little experiment. Uh, she brings clinically depressed individuals into a lab, and she splits them into three groups. The first group is assigned to a four-month of uh, aerobic exercise, while the second group gets anti-depression medication. In this case, it was Zoloft, and the third gets both. The exercise group does three 
45 minute sessions per week of cycling or walking or jogging at a moderate to high intensity. Fast forward four months and Sonia tells us, remarkably, by the end of the four month intervention period, all three groups had experienced uh, their depressions lift and reported fewer dysfunctional attitudes as well as and they had increased happiness and self-esteem. Aerobic exercise was just as effective as treating depression as Zoloft or as combined with exercise and Zoloft. Yet exercise is a lot less expensive, usually with no side effects apart from the soreness. Um, and perhaps even more remarkably, six months later, participants who uh, you know, remitted or recovered from their depressions were less likely to relapse if they had been in the exercise group, right? Then, and they only in the medication group. Uh, so she continues, no one in our society uh, needs to be told that exercise is good for us. We all know that. But, um, but whether you're overweight or have a chronic illness or, or, or a slim couch potato, you, you probably heard or read that, you know, this countless times in our lives. But has anyone told you, indeed guaranteed you, that regular physical exercise will make you happier, right? She swears by this. So get moving, introduce walking every day or, you know, exercising three times per week. This is, this is as, uh, just as effective as taking medication for anxiety and depression without the side effects. The third uh, area within the Energize uh, is sleeping. Now, I used to believe I could get by on four, you know, four or five hours of sleep, you know, um, but by bumping up my sleep to seven hours a night, it in greatly enhanced my uh, mental clarity and reduced my anxiety. So, because the problem with sleep deprivation is we don't know that we have it, right? So, you're talking, oh, no, Ron, I'm fine. I can get by on five hours of sleep. But I'm telling you, it, bump it up to seven and then for do this for two weeks and then tell me, right? Because it's like telling someone that's drunk that, you know, that they don't believe they're drunk, right? You're really the, the mental, the fog that's on your brain when you're not getting enough sleep is doesn't, you can't see. The um, it's like you can't see. You can, it's like a fish. You can't see the water. Uh, but when you get the right amount of sleep, it will enhance your memory and make you more creative. Uh, it'll make you more attractive. Uh, it'll it slim and lowers uh, food cravings. Um, it protects you from cancer and dementia. Uh, it wards off colds and flu, and it lowers your risk of heart attacks and stroke. Not to mention diabetes. And you're going to feel happier, less deprived, and less anxious. So shift. Uh, and work to, you know, you're, you know, if you're only getting the five hours sleep, shift to getting that what adult recommendation of seven to nine hours of sleep. And finally, we have breathing. So breathing deeply will greatly reduce stress, slower your heart rate, and bring the nervous system back into balance. Former Navy SEAL Commander Mark Devine uh, puts, uh, what he says in his uh, handbook, Unbeatable Mind, in a crunch situation, I recommend you collapse your concentration to breathing while maintaining relaxed awareness of your surroundings. Breathing deeply will greatly reduce stress, slower your heart rate, and bring your nervous system back into balance. The mind will remain focused, as your body comes back into balance, right? Then you can make better decisions in the midst of the chaos, danger, and deliberating effective fear. This is why breath awareness and control is the number one tool for unbeatable mind students who challenge themselves to push the envelope, but is equally effective to enhance your performance in the boardroom. The level of control over your uh, physiology and psychology that I'm talking about must be practiced and habituated until it becomes routine skill, right? Which leads us into how to move from anxious to awesome in three steps. So step one, 
Uh, first one is to reframe stress. So the, from the upside of stress, from uh, Kelly McGonigal, she defines stress as what arises when something we care about is at stake, right? So this definition is big enough that it holds you know, the frustration of traffic or also the grief of loss. Uh, if you include your thoughts, emotions, and physical reactions when you're feeling stressed, as well as how you cope or choose to cope the situations where you're described as stressful. So, because this definition also highlights an important truth about stress. Stress and meaning are linked. You don't stress about things you don't care about, and you can't create a meaningful life without experiencing some stress, right? So there's that link. Uh, let's say that again. Let me say stress and meeting are linked. You don't stress about things you don't care about and you, don't, and you can't create a meaningful life without experiencing some stress. So step one is really about widening gap, right? We, this, this first, the first way we do this is reframe that meaning we are giving to the stress in our lives, right? Between stimulus and response, there is a space. The stressful event is the stimulus which triggers a physical response in our body, right? Our heart rate rises, our adrenaline spikes, our muscles and brains, you know, get more fuel. And our response is the meaning that we give to those physical sensations. That's the feeling, right? So we want to reframe stress. Do you view it as harmful or enhancing? Like, is it negative or positive when you think about stress? The energy pattern of fear and excitement are very similar. So, uh, so we're all fam familiar with the fight or flight response. You know, stress happens when we freeze or attack, but there's something called the challenge response. So going back to the upside of stress by Kelly, um, like our fight or flight response, a challenge response gives you energy and helps you perform under pressure. The heart rate still rises, your adrenaline spikes, your muscles and brains get more fuel, and you feel and the feel-good chemicals surge. But the but it differs from a fight or flight response in a few important ways. When you feel focused but not fearful, you release a different ratio of stress hormones, including higher levels of DHEA, which helps you recover and learn from stress. This raises the growth index of the stress response and the beneficial ratio of stress hormones that can determine in part whether a stressful experience is stress, you know, strengthening or harmful. For example, people who report being in a flow state, flow state, a highly enjoyable state of being completely absorbed in what you're doing, displays clear signs of a challenge response, right? Artists, athletes, surgeons, video gamers, musicians, all show this kind of stress response when they're engaged in their craft or skill. Now, contrary to what people may expect, Top performers in these fields aren't calm, right? You're not, you're not, you're, they're, they're not, they're not calm under pressure. Rather, they have a strong challenge response, right? This response gives them access to the mental and physical resources and the results increase confidence, enhance concentration and peak performance. So step number one in this, uh, you know, moving from anxious to awesome in three steps is to reframe what stress means to me, view, right? So if you view stress as negative, because if you believe that the demands of the stress, you know, the situation is going to exceed your resources, then you will have a threat response. Threat response. If you, to view stress as positive, you know, you have to believe that you have the resources to succeed. And in most cases we do, right? And which will, uh, will have a challenge response. Just this simple reframe is... Um, because right, it's the same physical sensations, but it releases different, different chemicals in the brain, which is essential. So step one, reframe stress. Step two, I'm excited. So imagine you're about to give a big talk. Okay, maybe it's you know to the CEO of your organization, or you're about to give a, a, a pitch 
to a potential client. You're super nervous. Your heart is pounding. Palms are sweaty. We've all been there, right? What should you do, right? Do you try to calm yourself down or do you try to get excited? Well, so if you ask most people, they'll tell you to try to calm down. You've probably told yourself this advice or you've given this exact advice to others. Now, Alison Woodbrooks is a researcher at Harvard Business School, and she studies the most effective strategy for dealing with acute stress. So she decided to test which response was optimal, right? So she brought people into her lab and prepared to give them a speech, and she had them say to themselves, I'm, I am calm, and she told another group to embrace the anxiety and say, I'm excited. Now, guess what? Although both groups felt nervous, the group that embraced their anxiety and told themselves were excited felt more confident and better able to handle the pressure. And more importantly, they gave better speeches. People who watched the speeches rated the excited speaker, you know, the excited speakers as more persuasive, confident, and competent than the than the participants who were told, you know, just calm down. With one change in mindset, they had transformed their ang- you know, that, that anxious energy and helped them perform under pressure. Now, this is huge. Whether you're a student facing you know, the most important exam of your life or a professional working on an important project or, or um, you know, uh, in a work situation, welcoming stress can boost confidence and improve performance. So instead of saying, I'm stressed or I need to calm, calm down, you want to say, I'm excited. So that's kind of the first, that's the first habit that you really want to be able to do. Reframe the stress. It's, you know, is it good for me or is it bad for me? Once you make that, that pivot, when you experience stress in the moment, instead of saying, oh, I'm stressed, say, I'm excited. It's the same physical sensation uh, and it releases different chemicals in the brain. And finally, we come into stop and breathe, which is step three. So stop is stop and stop and breathe is where we take a moment to calm our nervous system down, right? We get out of our heads and into our bodies. So the ideal breath is you want to breathe through your nose and you want to do this exclusively. Most of us are mouth breathers. We are over breathing. And when we breathe through our mouths, it actually triggers an anxious response. So if we're constantly breathing through our mouths, we're constantly on edge. So you want to shift from breathing through your mouth to breathing through your nose. And when you breathe, you want to breathe into your belly, right? Not shallow in the chest, right? We're looking for deep into the belly. Uh, you want, your, you want your, your, your belly to be moving in and out, not your chest in and out. And the, the ideal breath, breath is your exhale is slightly longer than your inhale. Okay, this is the fastest way to flip the vagal switch and turn on the parasympathetic nervous system and relax. So your homework, we covered a lot of stuff here today. I want you to let's practice that stop and breathe mindful habit. So what we want to do is we want to reframe stress. Stress is our response to something we care about, right? The energy pattern of fear and excitement in our bodies, those physical sensations are very similar. And when we review, review it as negative, it has a threat response. When we view it as positive, it's a challenge response. This simple reframe feels the same in the body but releases different chemicals in the brain, which allows us to wire mindful habits. Step two is to say, I'm excited. So right, when we embrace our anxiety and say, I'm excited, we feel more confident and better able to handle the pressure. And more importantly, we actually perform better. This has been studied. Step three, stop and breathe. Remember the ideal breath Breathe in through your nose, into your belly, 
and the ex exhale slightly longer than you inhale, which will flip the vagal switch and turn on our parasympathetic nervous system, which helps us relax. If you have any questions that you want me to answer about this show or perhaps cover off in a future episode, head over to my personal website at berrigan.com and submit your questions. And make sure to subscribe to the Mindful Habits podcast inside your favorite app. You're not going to want to miss this thing because in future episodes, we're going to go deeper into the each areas of the Anxious to Awesome formula and explore more mindful habits. I want to personally thank you for tuning in. I wish you well on your Anxious to Awesome journey. Until next time.